keep Rayman Digital on the air by pledging to our Patreon page. Uh, your continued support allows us to continue to make great content and offer even better features in the future. Help us keep the lights on in the studio by pledging one to ten dollars a month. Go to patreon.com slash Rainman Digital to pledge. Mm. Oh M. Me. I just want to be loved. Warning. Supernatural the crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Oh, death. Oh, death. Oh, Supernatural, the crossroads, the coronatus edition. Oh, your anus It's fissured anus edition, oh. where we are going to be discussing oh. more specialty programming as we all slog through a global pandemic. Because we're not going to let anything like life crippling disease keep us down. Mm-mm. No, nope. we're going to plow right on through, just like we would plow through our person of subject tonight. I don't know. I don't. Wait, no. I don't know. <laughs> that didn't work. So, was, so, I tried. Thank you, Ryan. Just for, like we're going to plow through the person of subject Just like we tonight. would. Just like we would plow through the person of oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Not that we, it just took me off. I don't know. It just took me off guard. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was a little too witty for you. Huh? I think it was a little too quick. It was a little yeah. too violent. Uh, Maybe that's what it is. Plow through. Not plow, you yeah. know, just period. Just like through. I, I would plow through. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Gotta so, lay them seeds for fall. Oh, yeah. okay. We are talking about none other than Rowena. Jesus. The fan favorite, the apparent Ryan favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. She could do no wrong. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about her dramatic transition as a character from newly introduced villain late in the lifespan of the show into a fan favorite and one of the characters who's had perhaps the most complete and rewarding one of the most complete and rewarding arcs of definitely the newer characters introduced probably I'd say after the halfway point, but maybe of the entire show. I would, it's debatable, but I would argue that she's probably one of the most well-rounded guest spots of all, of all time. And I'm including the classics. Maybe, maybe not Bobby. He's beyond classic. He's yeah, like, I don't because think, he yeah. was also not really a guest spot. Yes, technically he was Side classified, character. but I'm taking him out of the equation. Right. He's a whole new yeah. special. Now, this Coronatus is, has sucked for everybody. And in our previous episode, we talked about our discussion of Lucifer and we titled it Reevaluation of Lucifer because there were a lot of different things that happened with this character post 
his original planned run. And when a character is written off in season five and still doesn't die until season 13, mm-hmm. you have to do something to make them more interesting. And with the ultimate reveal with Chuck at the end of 14 and into 15, it had a lot of elements that made us reevaluate. Is he a villain? Yes, but in the same light as we had previously believed him to be, or was there more to be said about his character more that we should have listened to was were we played by not listening to his harsh truth Mm -hmm. like Sam and so many others were. And we'd got a lot of positive feedback about that episode. So we will be returning to that topic once our Coronatus edition has kind of wrapped up here because we have a a number of things to explore over the next few months. And Rowena is definitely a character that we wanted to focus on a little bit more. She's definitely a favorite of the fans and of us here in this room and justifiably so because she has been one of the biggest characters to really move things along. Not just that she was fun to watch and entertaining, but she was well-written and plot relevant to major, yeah. major elements in Every season 10 and 11 she, and yeah. all the way up until her death. Every really. time she showed up, she was there for a reason. And we knew that if she was there, you know, we were going to get something good. Like it wasn't going to be, you know, a waste of time or this character just showed up, you know, because, Oh look, there's that character we know. No, it was, it was a specific reason. Yeah. And she never became victim to, um, social media. Uh, We know this happens on every show. Supernatural isn't the only show that fall has fallen victim to uh, social media conversations of who people's favorites are from a fandom perspective on social media. She's a character that was just so nuanced and just well-focused that it didn't matter what people said on social media. It mattered what the writers were doing in that room. And it was one of the most cohesive handoffs, in my opinion, from Carver to Dab, every subsequent writer that would be tasked with writing a Rowena centric episode for the most part, every episode was very consistent and each episode told a story that was relevant to her journey as well as doing the classic. Hey, this is about Sam and Dean. And I, again, I can't point to a character, Thomas, that besides the obvious, besides the, the Bobbies, the Castiels mm-hmm. and the Crowley's. Right. Outside of that, I can't point to another character that wasn't ongoing that was so that was executed so well and just about every way well i think it has a lot of different things that led to that because some characters are introduced because okay for example charlie's a fan favorite Whee! a character that was introduced to solve a direct problem in season seven mm-hmm. but was also a famous celebrity who guest starred on the show Rowena and Ruth uh, Ruth Connell was somebody who was brought on as a character first, not just for a small guest spot, not just for a wouldn't it be cool if we had a witch who was powerful and we could do something with that. She was brought on to really reevaluate and rework Crowley as a character. And I think that's a big, big playing part into why she has been so valued respected loved by the fans is because she had a direct purpose from day one in a way that felt very 
was realistic. realistic. Right. It was yeah, real. Yeah, exactly. it, was, it was realistic. It, she, she added depth to a character that already was pretty deep, but to add depth in a, like you said, in a realistic way, what added even more value to her, because now you've taken this character who Crowley was, was starting to get incredibly popular. Well, that's the thing is that like Lucifer, you have a character introduced in season five, who's been around through season 12 you had somebody who was very popular, very fun to watch, but didn't really serve a major purpose outside of antagonist right. in season six and a couple of spots in season seven. But he Leviathan's was sidelined as well. Sidelined yeah. right. him, you know. But if you were going to keep this character around that everybody did love and you made the new villain again, for the most part, of season eight, you needed to find a meaningful part for him, which is something that actually led to the the actor's departure from the show. You needed to have something for him to do. You needed to have something that would happen to this character that would require him to be on the show. And if you're writing characters, if you require them to continue around, it means they must still have change that they have to go through. And you can't really have a demon King just decide to be different one day. And I I think that's another thing that worked in his, in this in Rowena's favor favor because they set things up first with Crowley through the trials. You have a moment that literally and metaphorically cleanses his soul changes fundamentally who he is and sets him on a journey that will allow him to realign his values with the Winchesters and not with hell, not with being a villain allow him to do things that otherwise would have been out of character. You needed to have that first. Yeah. The thing about Carver's run and he just doesn't get enough credit, but, and you and I, we do our whole Carver's wins on Patreon because we, when we went back and did our rewatches, we noticed all the little things he was doing and he's notorious for doing some very nuanced actions when it comes to character development. And Crowley is no different. And as you mentioned, Thomas, if you're going to keep this guy around, one of the biggest problems that I've had with Castiel, even though I love Mm -hmm. him to death, is that they've always struggled to find purpose for him at times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas with Crowley, this was the moment where Carver said, all right, I like this guy. Mark Shepard is fantastic, but we need to. How do we keep him around? How do we keep him here? Well, let's align him. As you mentioned, let's align him with, with, with. Sam and Dean, but not just through the obvious, but also let's set them up thematically. What's one of the main themes for Supernatural? Family. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to do this? Well, let's um, first cleanse him so that the fans can understand that he's now different. He was on the verge of being purged as a demon through Sam's exorcism. Okay, during the trials, right? Right. That, to me, to to this day, is such a defining moment for the character of Crowley because it does change him forever. It, it changes does. the course of his character growth for the extent of his run on the show of Supernatural. And it's what eventually leads to the character we're talking about tonight, Rowena. And it wouldn't have made it, Rowena's character wouldn't have mattered as much if Carver had not set Crowley on this path. Absolutely. You needed that bit first. And when we go back and look at the first mentions of Rowena, it's it's very obvious that they were working towards this for quite some time. Season 8, episode 22 clip show, she has her first general mention 
where Crowley's targeting people and killing them randomly to get back at the Winchesters, all the people that she, he, they've ever saved. And he makes mention that it, his mom, a witch, has taught him a few things. And that's why they weren't able to save everybody. They had a couple of different things they had to look for, hex bags, various things. Later in season nine with King of the Damned, we introduce uh, Gavin and that has a second mention of Rowena brings family back into play at the end of season eight. We had him cleansed and at nine, we reintroduce his, his child who wasn't as strong of a connection because he basically abandoned him from day one. Yeah. So that led to Rowena, the mother figure being all the more powerful of an influence on him. And that was episode 21 of season nine. Only with, a few with Gavin, yeah. Only a few actual episodes later do we get her first appearance. I'm wondering if yes, I, I don't doubt that Carver had this family angle planned out. But I'm wondering if Gavin was supposed to play a bigger role at some point. I almost and, wonder. And maybe he just didn't work with the the audience or maybe the dynamic wasn't there. I don't know. I liked him. We interviewed him, the actor. We did. And I thought he was fine, but, you know, it's kind of strange. Three episodes later, roughly, they introduce the mother and they go almost a different direction in terms of character. But the idea is still the same. It's to create an anchor there, a familial anchor, you know, having that family aspect. I think that's kind of a flaw from how you write Gavin in the first place, because Gavin did not like his father. So tried to be so different from him. Yeah. That it makes it a little bit hard to have two characters that are completely at odds without an underlying similarity. You can have the odd couple, but ultimately they like they have to are have the same they people have or have some sort of connection. Well, that's what Gavin Rowena was too works. different yeah. as Rowena, though, is they Rowena, hate each other Gavin, because they're the same person. Gavin yeah. was the I'm going to rebel from my father. I'm going to be different I, because I want to be different. and I don't want to be my father with the reason that Crowley and Rowena worked as mom and, and son is that they were incredibly alike. Well, the thing is, too, they hate each other f- for who they are, but yeah. they also hate themselves. And they make the exact and they're same so decisions. Commonly, yeah, they're, the same, they have this, yeah. they're the same person and you hate that person and you hate yourself. And there's a lot more drama that comes through the family yeah. dynamic when they are so relatable, when they make the same decisions or have similar mannerisms or agreed upon values that they hate not just because it's a mother figure or, or a family figure, but because they see the flaws. So of who they are so clearly in someone else, but they can't do anything about their own person or they don't want to. It makes it all the more interesting to watch. And I think Rowena just naturally clicks a little bit better. Whereas Gavin was almost too written, too different from Crowley to have the same sort of spark. Right. Especially when you see what they were trying to do with Rowena and Crowley in season 10, Mm -hmm. she was essentially used as a way to understand Crowley more. And I don't know if it would have been as easy to do. Now, if this was the Crowley show, then yeah, you can make the Gavin (laughs) aspect work, but it would have required a lot more work. Yeah. And it's something that you don't have time to do on a show that's not necessarily about Crowley, it's about Sam and Dean. So how can we quickly convey a thought? Well, two people who are similar, one vocalizes why they hate this person, and boom, oh, 
oh, we get it. We understand what you're doing. So in retrospect, when you look back, it does make sense as to why Gavin didn't really come back again until it mattered for who Rowena and Crowley both. Yeah. Gavin became a catalyst for their relationship. Yeah. And I think it's also just more of understanding Crowley and the characters they have. You were right, Mike. She is a device to help us understand Crowley, but we don't understand someone's tortured past by looking at their future decisions. Gavin was his future element, his son, what would come next. But he was a flawed person who made deals with devils because of what happened to him as a child. And for that, you need to explore the mother element. Right. Especially when Dean and Sam are so fundamentally flawed. It just makes more sense. From their parental yeah issues it just it just clicks more and if you wanted to create some type of sympathy for crowley which again was the point in season right. nine and the tail end of season eight well and it, it, the strength of it or the the thing that really was the unexpected golden egg that came with the golden goose like was that uh, somewhere along the way rowena rowena became her own legitimate character who had her own decision-making process her own flaws her own desires and wants and became somebody that we wanted to watch and we wanted to see grow and we wanted to see her life or her journey continue not like that ryan and uh, and honestly i can't i can't wait until because we're gonna actually go through every episode she was in oh damn so it's gonna be fun to see when it happened which episode was it when she essentially became her own character and it was not really about Crowley because the the way they they utilized her just to reiterate I felt was just it was pretty ingenious when you think about what they were doing you can't have a character like Crowley okay you can't have Crowley voice his problems no no that's why in season eight the season finale when he says i i deserve to be loved you're like oh fuck you know like like to this moment dude when i watch that episode it hits me because a number one mark shepherd is just fantastic he's phenomenal right and then aloof and then suddenly like this i I did not expect for him to get real so when that happened that was one of the few points that you can justify breaking character essentially breaking the characterization of Crowley where he can scream out at the top of his lungs. What's wrong with him? Cause that was the moment. What is wrong with him? I deserve to be loved. Then what do they do a season later? They introduce his son a season after that, they introduce his mother um, yep. they flesh that out and they continue to help Crowley grow by using Rowena to voice the obvious that, would have failed miserably. If we ever had a Sam and Dean moment with Crowley actually spilling the beans on his, about his emotions, it would destroy that character. Nobody wants to see Crowley do that. So how do we convey Crowley's thoughts? Well, Mark Shepard, you be a great actor and you react to everything Rowena does. (laughs) If you go back and watch the episodes, how often do we see Crowley just stare at Rowena without even saying words? And you understand, and you understand exactly. He doesn't have to say his you, body language. You, you understand his what he's trying yeah, to say. Absolutely, you don't have to. 
When you have a, a phenomenal actor like Mark Shepard, you don't need him to say shit sometimes. You don't need anybody, if they're a great actor like that, to say anything. The body language, the facial expressions can tell you a story without them ever saying a word. And that's why when you bring Ruth in as another great actor, which we were just lucky as shit to get someone that good, um, and then you put them together, it was just a great, great decision to bring this character in and have her assist in helping the audience understand this character. And again, remembering that all of this ultimately is about Sam and Dean. So you have, think about this. You have Rowena brought in to assist in helping the audience understand Crowley, thereby in essence helping Crowley (laughs) figure out Sam and Dean. So it's just, it's fantastic writing. And that's why I say it doesn't matter who the showrunner was. Dab, Carver, Barron's as the writer, uh, Perez, it doesn't matter who wrote it. It seemed like they all understood exactly what, what Rowena was about. This is her through line. We never deviate. What's she about here? She's about Crowley. Okay. When do we suddenly veer away from Crowley and make it about her? Well, we personally right now in the studio, we don't know, but it did happen. Right. And that's our mission with this entire discussion eventually to get to that point. When did she veer away and become more about herself as a character from a writing standpoint? Well, the other thing is, you know, it's you brought up the fact that Rowena laying the groundwork with Crowley made Rowena all the more interesting. You know, you you needed to have all these other elements come into play for her to work for it to feel like something we wanted to see. And I think that's kind of a, a difference where everything she did was for Crowley's story arc to change and everything Crowley's story arc did was always to support the Winchesters. And I think that's the big difference between bringing in a character that serves to explain a different one that still serves the main plot of the story you're telling. We compare this to apocalypse Bobby's, random son Daniel Daniel was brought in in season 14 a character we never saw never heard and only was explained by Apocalypse not Bobby (laughs) as a slight means to get an insight into his mind that didn't really pay off and I think that's a big difference between really thinking out why am I bringing this character in what do they add how am I learning more about a different character what's their relationship dynamic why Am I bothering? Because if it doesn't really matter, it's it's time wasted. Yeah. And in season 14 with Daniel, I mean, I, I guarantee you guys probably didn't even remember this fucking guy, but it sticks in my mind because it still just felt about like the, the guy that Rowena liked. No, 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 no. See that you okay, I'm talking, we don't even remember apocalypse Bobby was Bobby when okay. he was stabbed in the shoulder by the ghost of Christmas of, past of Daniel, his son, and Mary was trying to help him. Do you even remember this? Nope. Oh, Bobby Singer's son, Bobby Singer's son from Apocalypse World, because Bobby in Christ. our world didn't even have that is kids. so convoluted. Remember that? I, I don't know. I don't remember. Real it. Bobby didn't have kids. I Sam do remember. And Dean were his yeah, kids. Apocalypse remember. Bobby has some random fucking son named Daniel who died in the war <laughs> off screen that we never saw. It was something that was let's introduce a character to give us some insight into who Apocalypse Bobby is. But it's stuff that just fell flat because 
It was let's throw a name out there and not wasn't flesh this out and not build on it. It was a one and done element. It didn't teach us anything. Meanwhile, everything Rowena did taught us about Crowley and her at the same time. Mm-hmm. That still doubled back into the Winchesters and what they were going through at that time. I mean, Rowena and Crowley are at odds for being the same person and making the same decisions, but hating each other. Meanwhile, Sam and Dean are at odds because Dean took the mark of Cain and would have Sam probably would have made the same decision and are fighting each other. Like there's always an element to that. Whereas late other characters, they're just like, yeah, and here's a guy named Daniel. Fuck it. It doesn't it doesn't work. You need to have a reason to have these characters show up. And that's the biggest thing is that's that was very much shoehorned in. Whereas with Rowena, it never felt forced. It was never Rowena's here. Oh God, why did we reintroduce this? It was once said that it was always, there was always an understanding of who she was, what she wanted and why we would be interested it was never just because she's a character in the episode and we got because the actor for the week. member berries. You remember this character? She's here. Yeah. And that's, that's not remember? exactly you remember, meaning. I remember, uh, I remember uh, Charlie. You I remember me- Charlie? I remember, oh, when, I remember when Supernatural was good. I remember. I remember Bobby. Uh, remember Bobby Singer? You remember Mary Winchester? I remember. <laughs> it's season 13. Yep. <laughs> oh, two years ago. <laughs> And see, that's the thing is that these were forced characters that were just thrown in because wouldn't it be cool? Whereas Rowena was always there for a reason and and we understood who she was. And okay, back up. We didn't understand who she was. The audience, you know, as we're watching it, don't know anything. But it seems very, very much like in hindsight, the writers knew what they wanted from this character from the beginning. Maybe not, you know, bringing her back to life at certain points as they did after Carver's run and into Dab's run, but having her go through certain change and what that meant for Crowley and why they did certain things the way they did. Because they thought this thing out, they thought it through and everything that worked to further the idea of Rowena was also just very interesting and very much really when you look at it, if she's like Crowley and Crowley's like the Winchesters, then she too is like the Winchesters. She's a complicated individual. She's misunderstood. She's, you know, always right there, yeah, but doesn't quite make it. Like Sam and Dean, they pull it through at the end, but at the same time, there's always a big cost. And even in Dean's own world, own words, like why is it always them? Can't they rest? It's always right there. And Rowena, more than anybody else, was that person who was always success, victory, achievement. What she wanted was just out of reach. And I think that's very relatable. That's very for relatable. For a lot so, of people. Yeah. Yeah. Painfully so. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what makes her such an interesting character that that you... And she's re- that's the reason why, Tom. Let me see if I can spit this out. It's the reason why we don't mind or groan when she shows up mm-hmm. because she belongs in this show. She is relatable, which is number one. You got to have a relatable character. She was and is a grounded character, someone that most of us, as we had said, could relate to. 
she was a victim at times, but also the aggressor. She's driven by guilt, remorse, arrogance, pettiness. She's hot. She's, yeah. <laughs> and these are very real things. Mm-hmm. Being hot is very And real. some of them are unbecoming traits. Arrogance, pettiness, mm-hmm. being the aggressor, right? Right. And yet Carver and including dab in this never shied away from putting that magnifying glass up we had briefly touched on this during the pre-show that whole entire thing could have gone horribly wrong because as we know because of where we are at currently as society and this isn't a negative it's actually a good thing the way we have changed the roles of women in TV and movies of late, right? Over the last 10, 15 years, there's been a concerted effort to change the way we cast certain individuals and the stories they are given in our effort to course. Correct. We get off kilter just a bit and there is no balance. And we are afraid to show the imperfections of characters that happen to have a vagina and they become unrealistic. And that's something that Carver and Dab both never fell victim to. They and, said, hey, listen, it doesn't matter if she's a, a, a woman, a male or anything else. These are real problems. People are imperfect. And some of these things are downright ugly and possibly embarrassing. And if you were this person, would you go around sharing these things about yourself? No, because they aren't becoming traits. But that's why she mm-hmm. is interesting. Well, again, dude, it's like you said, it makes her a real person. Nobody likes. And when you when you grow out of Santa Claus, wait, spoilers, what do you, wait, what, is that, what is that you, supposed to happen? Wait, what do you mean? When you grow out what you, of Thomas, what are you talking about? Nothing, Ryan. Don't uh, worry about it. I sit on an old man's lap every winter. <laughs> you mean every night. And he has a gift for me. Yeah. What is yeah. his gift? If you're a good boy. It's a creamy uh, popsicle. It's a Christmas sausage. But no, seriously, though, Thomas, what, what are you talking about? If you grow out of the idea, once you get older, I think everyone grows out of the concept of good being super, super good and evil being twisted monstrosities. Like you, you live. It's funny. We talk about this right now because, Mike, you brought this up off air for a completely different subject that we were talking about. Yeah. But it's funny that. We don't want to hear as many stories about. Good guys are always good. Bad guys are always evil. We want something that's more complicated. We want something that's more nuanced. And that only comes from having lived more of life. As you get older and life beats down your values, life tries to take a crack. I don't lose my values, Thomas. I don't know what you're talking about. Life I, takes have, I have stood firm, firm on my values. And uh-huh. good for you, I bet. Life takes a crack at everything we are. It'll beat you down. All those things we've heard time and time again. And it's when we see characters in our media, in our art, that continue to bring themselves up, who who don't win, who struggle, who don't give up, because life is fucking hard and fucking depressing at times. And there's points, I mean, everyone in the world right now is going through some shit especially with all this public COVID crap, right? It's very, very easy to get bogged down and think there's no point. But when you have a character that continues to strive for something, good or bad. She's the underdog. It's It becomes relatable. You yeah. cheer them on. Rowena is not 
relatable because she's a witch. Rowena's relatable because she's shunned by her peers because she tried and failed time and time again, but hasn't given up. She's relatable because she tells him, fuck you. I will. I don't need the grand coven. I'll make a mega coven, you know, like (laughs) a terrible name aside. That's still the best part. Like the the first episode she was in, right? That was early on. I think it was like season 10, then 11 with bad seed. They had like the mega coven, but it's these things that make us connect with fictional characters it makes them feel real. It's diff- It's no longer Superman saves the day and, and nothing ever goes wrong because pain is more relatable than never-ending success. And to your point, Mike, we have characters nowadays in many, many different movies, TV shows, media that have been washed away of all problems to where they're perfect and nobody's perfect and therefore it's not relatable. And Rowena is a great fucking ironically a perfect example of how perfect doesn't work right and she just connects with people more and her story which is one big thing i will give credit to dab with kind of coming not coming to a uh end but like an emotional climax i would say with funeralia <laughs> was incredibly painful and incredibly true to supernatural that was an episode that felt like a Winchester story, despite them not being the ones who were going through the shit. Yeah. You know, you could have put Dean exactly where he, he was where he, she was yeah. in season six yep. when he kills himself to talk to death, to get one of the souls back. That was gangster. Like, and Billy was, I mean, thank God he didn't do it when Billy was in charge. Cause she would have said, fuck off. But that's exactly what Rowena did, which also shows us how similar they are. And it it's compelling TV. It's it's interesting to watch because it sucks. <laughs> like honestly, that might have been the episode Funeralia. That might have been the turning. I, I don't want to say it was the moment when she became her own character, but I would definitely say that was the the end of it being solely or ever about Crowley. Because that was almost the resolve when she realized, hey, guess what? You know, Crowley's not coming back and you're going to have to live with your choices and your shitty motherness and and shitty motherness. Shitty motherness. Well, I mean, listen, as a parent, you live with regrets and guilt and remorse. That's just how it is. Even if you're a good parent, those things are just feelings that you have. So that was a bit of the end for, I think, that issue for Rowena. Real, that was the close of a chapter. Real quick side note to just because I want to I'm curious to piggyback off of that. You said that as a parent, you live with regret and all these things. Does Rowena feel more relatable to you with that element as a parent? Because what I mean, exactly not, do you regret? She Rowena you are regrets your son's a lot of that or <laughs> no, I <laughs> got him. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a parent, but I've made mistakes in my life, you know, that I regret and things that I can completely understand Rowena as a character, regret, but as a parent, does it, does it hit home a little bit more? Yeah. I, I think even if you're a good parent, you have regrets. How about this? If you don't feel regrets or remorse, you're probably a shitty parent. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel bad about not being the best parent, you're probably a good parent that someone told me that a long time ago. And I'm like, all right. I mean, I feel guilty right now that he's locked up in his bedroom so I can do a show in the studio. <laughs> so you're a good parent. I guess so. As long as you don't as lose long, the key. As long as you feel bad afterwards. I mean, 
Oh, well, I don't know if that's the right moment. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, there are moments where I can relate to. Yeah. I mean, there are moments where I relate to Mary Winchester. When people are shitting on her, I'm like, well, listen, being a parent is fucking hard. <laughs> Give this woman a break. You know? Yeah. So, yes, I think being a parent does help you look at things a little differently. Well, I, I think that's something that also came through in that Funeralia episode. This isn't specifically about this episode, but I mean, losing Crowley as fans was fucking heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you, you, I know you cried, dude, dude, you single cried, man tear. Like it was rough. Single man so, tear my ass. He ugly cried. cried like a bitch, baby back bitch. Anyway, losing Crowley was a tough moment for fans, but it was also interesting for the character of Rowena because really you have a character that was introduced to give Crowley a reason to still be on the show. Yeah. And then now you kind of have this, you have a Crowley shaped hole in your life and yet they were able to, to manipulate events to where Rowena kind of filled that void, kind of became the new completely not exactly trustworthy, but worthy of a call. But can we trust her? Probably not. Maybe character that supernatural thrives off of. And they did a great job with her because she really was a template off of a character that had already existed that didn't feel like a copy. Yeah, because I remember when when there was a rumor that Rowena would be Crowley's mom. I remember we worried. Oh, like, yeah. We're like, how do you do oh, that justice? Geez. I'm like, oh, okay. That was one of the worst things you can do back in, you know, television writing 101. Hey, five years into a show, guess what? Secret sister, Ooh. a secret oh, yeah. mother. Like you just Ooh. don't, you don't do those things. That's, that's why soap people, opera. I am your twin brother. Exactly. And that's <gasps> why people shitted on. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. That's why people shitted on Kripke about Adam. Adam. Because I'm like, they're like, dude, you never do that. Well, he called it jump the shark. I, uh, <laughs> he did, he did an Eminem maneuver. He called himself out first. Exactly. <laughs> So it still worked. I like how I like how you're defending him still. I know on an episode that he knew was probably not a good Dude, decision. You, you know he knew. That he's like, oh god, I've written myself That's into a why corner. He titled it that. I'm gonna call myself out so no one else can call me stupid. The stupid episode. That's like, how that's- you do it, though. You, you if you are gonna like you know do something stupid, or you you know that this might you might as well just call yourself out now because then you just take away all the ammunition the trolls have. Right. That's why Steve told everyone he uses Magnum. Yeah. So no one can make fun of him. Right, <laughs> right exactly. Listen to the pre-show to know who Steve is. Listen to Circle of Jerks. No, please don't. No, listen. listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the the whole thing with Rowena, I, I am glad that it was weird because you're right. That is introducing the secret family decade, literally a decade after the fact, does become a huge gamble and the fact that it worked is interesting and i think that's one thing they had a clear view of who this character was we said that already but they all stuck to it throughout the years because it would have been very easy to lose sight of who this character was that's something we complained about with charlie later on as they kept evolving her because it felt like every episode she was some new level of badassery and started to lose the quirky dork she didn't that she have was. the flawed qualities of rowena 
she was starting to fall into the can-do-anything template. Charlie was the Ray Skywalker. You know, I can do this. That's the only problem I have with with Charlie. When we first met her, she was great. That's a good example now. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, she is. She's Charlie. Charlie what? Charlie Skywalker. She can do anything, even become a Skywalker at the end. (laughs) Rowena was real. Yeah. Scuffs and all. Just... I trip when I do things and I become triumphant at the end. Hopefully maybe does it with grace. Yeah. Even her fuck ups, you know? And I think that's one of the elements that make her such an interesting character. And she had perhaps one of the best character arcs throughout this show. Dude, I, that's not even, I, I don't think, Oh, that's debatable, possibly, to some people. But I think on paper, on paper, mm-hmm. analyzing script, I think she is better than possibly even Castiel. Castiel's problem stems from the fact now, that I'm he's not been around I like her long. better than Castiel. So please, Castiel freaks out there. Don't kill me, please. I love Castiel. I'm just saying that on paper, there was a lot of flaws with some of the writing decisions that that went into Castiel's development. Yes, he was flawed because they ran out of ideas, frankly, and he had been around too long. The I I still kind of stand by he would have been a stronger character although mo, although incredibly tragic had he died at the end of season 10 by oh, Dean's hands. Been so good. Would though. have been heart-wrenching, yeah. but Dude, with season ten, if you lost Charlie and then like an episode later lost Castiel, Jesus, Jesus, and then the darkness opens up and you have a whole new problem that you don't have your angel buddy to help you out with. Fuck, dude! Like so, but Castiel had some strong character development and had a great arc, absolutely. But it kind of stopped at a certain point and then kept rebooting and restarting and and finding a new thing to do carver struggled with he really did after the human element he did i'm a huge carver fan love him but i think he struggled with castiel whereas dab i don't think struggles as much because of jack jack was a great way to ground castiel into the the story yeah say hey listen this is this is you this is about you now here this is your story, and now we have a reason why you're going to be here for the next two or three years. Carver kind of struggled a bit, and that's why I say Rowena might be on paper the mm-hmm. the better character. Well, the thing with Rowena is like with Castiel, he had to be new, he had to be nerfed numerous times for him to make sense in the story. Yeah, with with Rowena, there were multiple times where she got even more powerful. There were things that happened, but they happened at the right time. Where she didn't need to be nerfed. She didn't need to be pushed off to the side and, oh, she's gone and she's out, you know, doing a mission with so-and-so. Like, her arcs were always meant to make her look strong, but also make sense and not overpower Sam and Dean's arcs. Yeah. Or if she was there, she was there to complement their arcs. And I feel like with Castiel, there were so many times when he got nerfed or pushed to the side because he doesn't compliment or he was to a point where he, he didn't make sense to be there. So with Rowena, it makes, it it makes your argument very valid, Mike, about how she is probably more important than Castiel in some aspect. It's what we've been saying. I I think um, 
I don't disagree with you, Ryan. I think it's because, again, going back to the top of the show, um, I believe what Thomas had said, um, Rowena was her roots or her, the concept was there because, hey, how can we keep Crowley important? Yep. Mm-hmm. And because that was the entire agenda, that kept her character cohesive and seamless through numerous episodes and numerous story arcs because that was the agenda. That was the point. Whereas Castiel became his own character many times outside of Sam and Dean. And because of that, he got lost sometimes. Well, really, I mean, with that logic, by doing what they did with Crowley, they should have almost done the same thing with Castiel. And yeah, for sure. They could have with Gadriel and Metatron. And unfortunately, I think you're right. I think Carver struggled with what to do with this character. I mean, in his time with him, he goes from angel who regains all his powers to flightless angel to revolution leader to outcast to Metatron bitch, Metatron bitch to Metatron you know, fighter to Lucifer vessel to just literally a puppet meat suit. <laughs> yeah. Castiel story literally His, got, it was something new every year. Yeah. Whereas Crowley had a focus that they dragged throughout his run. And that could be because maybe Carver just didn't, I mean, don't get me wrong. Carver had some fun. He's the one who started the whole, and this is a whole discussion for another show, but I mean, he's the one who started the whole the alleged quotes queer baiting. Right. He really did, especially in season eight with the whole cast, the whole Destiel thing. And right. then the, the introduction of Benny and the whole, you know, the other lover. Yeah. Mm, the third wheel. Yeah. Yeah. The lover's <laughs> triangle there, but him and Dean went on a camping retreat and then he cheated on him with a vampire. Yeah. So it was inside him. It seemed like he had an idea to pacify <laughs> fans. Let's make, let's have some fun with Castiel. Right. Let's, but then eventually the fun ran out and he just kind of lost sight of him. And, you know, Misha Collins, Castiel just suffered because of it. And, um, and not, I'm not saying horribly because there are numerous episodes throughout the entire run of Carver that was fantastic. Still work. But it just, it was a little disjointed at times. And that's why bringing it back to Rowena, we say that possibly on paper, Rowena might be the better written character. Correct. I would say so. So you agree, yeah? I would agree, yeah. Now, real quick, everybody, we know that everything is pretty shitty across the globe, and that doesn't mean just because we're here having fun doesn't mean things have not affected everybody here as well. What's going on? What's going on? Well, we want to make sure that everyone knows to keep Rain Man Digital on the air by pledging to our Patreon page. We are doing all kinds of stuff to try and continue support, not only for fans with these things throughout the new Coronatus, but if you are interested in any of the content we offer, we have a, a shitload of it. I'd say almost more stuff we do for Patreon now for Supernatural, just because we keep yeah. coming up with new ideas. There's a lot. And we can't fit all of it into our regular broadcast schedule. So we're here on late night and Saturdays and shit. Yeah. But there's all kinds of great content for fans at any price range from a dollar a month to $10 a month, which I, I know people are struggling out there. 
So do what you can. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you are interested in all the additional content from 10 Minutes at the Crossroads to cinematography breakdowns to full-on additional episodes like this one and videocast retrospectives, head on over to patreon.com slash Digital. Fuck yeah. And you can hear that too. We should make that a ringtone. That was so like <laughs> or like a not, text message. Not alert. sure if he was gonna do it, and then it was very like question mark. Yeah, at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you think you could have an entire conversation just saying that? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, like, okay, we are, like, say, I am thank Groot. you. Fuck yeah! <laughs> My God, he did. They shut up. Fuck yeah! <laughs> all right let's say sarcastic fuck yeah i'm gonna throw up it's too easy dude now i do i do agree with you mike i think walt castiel is no one's saying he's not a fan favorite nobody's saying he doesn't have a good story it's just that he kind of meandered at a couple of points while rowena i do think is the stronger written character at this time, there have been some things that I love with Castillo, but there have been some some parts that make me groan or just wish that I could see a little bit more thought put into it almost or they'd bring up ideas that didn't really seem to pan off. And it's a shame because he's had so many great fucking moments, but I think it's just he's lost a little bit. He had some strong stuff in the beginning through Kripke and Gamble, and I think he had some strong stuff at the end Honestly, with Dabs running introducing Jack, but Carver had some cool ideas, but not, never a really strong story. Whereas Rowena was this recurring character that just added so much for Crowley, added so much for the Winchesters. And really, one of the things that Carver did best, she also helped with, and that's lore building, yeah. world building. Yep. Because at the time, Rowena, frankly, Rowena made witches she cool. is the manual of witches. Like she is the written manual of what how to make we them know cool. about witches. How to yeah, make them yeah. worth being interested in, how to make them a truly threatening and terrifying villain. Because at that time, Supernatural's portrayal of them needed a, an update, a facelift, a, it, a firmware update. It wasn't very good. It, it I, was I think not it's great. one of the complaints we've had, actually. In fact, when they had announced that there would be a witch. Being uh, that would be a part of season ten. Do you remember that? Yeah, we just rolled our eyes like, oh fuck, because we none of us really cared for any of the about, witch episode. Yeah, we didn't give a shit. And in fact, there was one in season seven, I believe, that we always pointed to, and it was just a it was a mockery. And witches can be so skeevy and scary. And I, I want to say in a few episodes of the first season, the, the portrayal was pretty on point. And then after that for the most part witches just became kind of a joke and they were more silly episodes so well they really they really hadn't been a thing so i got a list here of witches in general and appearances in the show we had the striga in season one that count as a witch but i see that more as a monster yeah i would agree and then not again until season three which had that small coven where there was a demon that was helping them get their powers so that really kind of still felt more like a demon thing uh, the great Win- the great pumpkin Sam Winchester that was an amazing episode. Uh, Charlie the magician with Christian Angel as a douchebag yeah. uh, oh, yeah. in season four. Uh, curious case of Dean Winchester with the luck and life switch in season five, and then not again until season seven with Shut Up Doctor Phil. 
That's the one that we that's hated, the one right? that we hated. Where where they really were only introduced as having enough power to put a Leviathan down temporarily, but not interesting enough to ever come back to. There's a couple of hits in season eight and season nine, but from ten with Rowena's introduction onward, there is easily five to seven times as many appearances of witches as threats or through Rowena herself or through other elements that have reinvigorated this monster. It was definitely an unexplored territory that, I mean, to this day, honestly, I remember you and I and Ryan, all, all three of us were a bit disappointed that we never got a grand coven season, but yeah. we, we were, yeah. we were we thinking that was going to be a big thing. I, I think we had three hour discussions on, holy shit, what can they do? Are they setting up the grand coven as uh as the next big bad. Will so, this be something to rival the men of letters? Will it be, you know, different magic users and then some sort of underground secret war with them? Like we had all kinds of fucking, we had some ideas. pretty outlandish. Yeah. That's what Carver did best. Carver would get your imagination. Just, just going. I mean, he was terrific when it came to lore. He was all about fleshing out the world of supernatural you know, expanding beyond the Judeo-Christian beliefs as a form of lore yeah. with things like the Judah Initiative and the Thule and then reaching further into alchemy, the occult and paganism with the men of letters. And then the organization, or I should say the reorganizing, the restructuring of the witch lore into what would become known as the Grand Coven. Well, it's a great idea, too. And that's one thing that I think showrunners or anybody who picks up an established world and decides to contribute to on a, a canon official basis is not necessarily returning to old things and wallowing or changing them to fit your viewpoint. I know certain people have that view with Star Trek on certain characters where things get dramatically retconned, but I think Carver was great. This almost might sound patronizing. Carver is fantastic as being the second guy to build into your world because he introduced so many things and whether or not they all panned out like we wanted them to. It was all still great ideas. There's so many good ideas that anybody who picks up Supernatural, let's say five years from now, any book that can be written about it, any comic book that they want to do, any spinoff material, he has dropped breadcrumbs for things that you can pick up, grab and run with and open up all new avenues of interesting stories to tell without treading over established canon and without spitting in the face of those who came before. But, and bringing this back to Rowena, I mean, there, there's a point to all this, you know? Yeah. Uh, because, because of her, this is how you introduce lore because of her. We were introduced to the concept of the grand coven which, which expanded on the, on the lore in such a way that it brought us to something even cooler, which is the Book of Dam, the Book of the Damned, and eventually the Steins. So, again, we talked about in the first half of our show, we talked about how Rowena was used to help us understand Crowley, right? Right. Now we look at Rowena and the way that she was used to bring about new lore in a very seamless way. and. Rather than dropping new lore on us to fix an episode or say, hey, in this episode, we're going to introduce this idea. Well, where did this come from? I don't know. It's just a thing in this episode. You already had a character. Carver 
introduced a character that he would go to when we needed her to introduce a new element. Well, we got the Book of the Damned. We got the Black Grimoire. We got a lot of cool little things that then gave possibilities to all new. It opened up a lot of, of, of possibilities to go yeah. forward. And it, and it never Using once one felt, character. Right. And it never once felt like when they did introduce something new, it was like, oh, they're just grasping at straws and making shit up. It was like. It was believable is, it was because believable she's been around. She's been around. Yeah. And it's, she's been around for how long? Like, it's the difference between Rowena has come up with a spell from the translated Book of the Damned and the Black Grimoire gave her the power to go up against death and have a character moment right versus michael saying here you need a black a lotus leviathan oh. bloom oh it really won't matter but i wrote the spell down on a sticky why note. did you take us there because it's, because it's, he has to you need the comparison okay, you're right it's a legitimate comparison you're There's absolutely right there is a big difference it's between pulling lore out of your ass and having lore that feels intrinsic and part of the world yeah and Rowena's entire character was a way to do that. She introduced all these new elements and she made it. She She's an example of how good side characters can be. That if you put the time into them. Well, think about, think about what she does even to this very moment in season 15. Make everyone hard. So stupid. Yes. <laughs> but also Sam's new ability of essentially being the new witch. You yeah. know, how many times has, has Dean teased him? Already in season 15. Well, he and brought back Eileen because of her. Exactly. Great. The gift that keeps giving. So stupid. Great. She's back. Okay. <laughs> yes, we're against characters being brought back from the dead. But, but the but point, for Sam the is point still what stands. Meant. Exactly. Yeah. Yay, Eileen. <laughs> we okay. like Eileen. What are you talking My about? My favorite character. So mean. Since when are you being this down on it? When when uh, they decided to make Sam and her a thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. You and about 90% of the fan base. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because nobody wanted them to be tied down. Yeah. It doesn't help your fantasy if there's someone else in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Sam needs to be free. That's, that's a, that's a, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, but like, dude, it's just. You know a character is well written when you see lasting ramifications, lasting effects. Six years, yeah. Six years of effects from from one character, even after her original purpose technically didn't exist anymore. After she'd been killed off a couple of times and could have been done with it. Uh, go ahead. I mean, just ultimately, just to I know we're coming to an end here, but ultimately, I mean, this goes back to our love of Jeremy Carver. And we don't talk about him as much as, say, Kripke. But I know he didn't get a fair shake when it comes to the fans. I know a lot of people trash-talked him during his run. But I feel like if people go back and watch season 8 through 11 more objectively and just look at the things he did, I mean, they're fucking genius. That's why we started a Patreon discussion called Carver's Wins. Yeah. It's just brilliant ideas and the things he he utilized certain elements, the way he utilized certain elements. And yes, he made mistakes. He's not perfect with 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 Supernatural. Right. But overall, when you look at what he accomplished, I think he did far more good than bad. Oh, e easily. Yeah. I, I'd say 90, 10. Yeah. And even then, the bad was things that like we just wanted more of. More than we're like that doesn't make it bad. Inherently, we were bad. jonesing for more of it. You know, I, I, is it bad if I want more drugs? Yeah. Uh, well, it depends on the drug. 
penis. More ma- marijuana? <laughs> More meth? <laughs> what if Desire is a good is thing. Anti-drug what part? if your drug is sex? Is it bad to want more sex? No, absolutely not. Yeah. So, right there. Yeah. Yeah, I No, but that's that's I think a fair statement about Carver. It's I would never say any of those decisions that he made were bad writing decisions. It was more like, "Oh, but we want more." Right. More. Right. We were basically unhappy. Unsatisfied, not unhappy. Yeah. He blew balls. Unsatisfied. Listen, you can't complain about a guy that brought about Rowena. You can't. And the men of letters and the Steins. Mark of Cain. The Mark of Cain. The Grand Coven. The Book of of Damned. Book of the Dead. Am I stuttering? You are. Are you okay? Did you just have a stroke? (laughs) Yes, I think. (laughs) I think you did. I have an underlying issue now. That's okay. (laughs) Now I'm going to die. Oh, well. Nice knowing you. Well, like we said, we're, we're going to further develop this dis- this discussion further delve into Rowena's character because she does have so many appearances frankly but she has so much to offer and such a unique look at Sam and Dean are complicated characters but they're ultimately the good guys I think with Rowena we have especially knowing now where she will ultimately go her path will be far more interesting to look at in retrospective well, from a literature standpoint, Sam and Dean, it's the classic good versus evil, right? right? Which is interesting in its own way. But then you have the unorthodox, you have the bad versus the evil. That's Rowena, the bad versus the evil, the lesser of two evils. That to me, the whole other level. It's, it's just more, again, it's kind of more realistic. It's something that people can relate to more. Yeah. And again, I think she's one of the best examples of, character like you versus self yeah characters who hate who they are but strive to be better maybe that's why i like her so much <laughs> i hate you michael she's very relatable like i said we all can relate to rowena hey. nobody here has problems no that none, we talk none, about none whatsoever <laughs> so next we'll be discussing her appearance her first official appearance in girls 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 not just a teaser segment at Written the by end. barons by the way Oh, dang. I didn't, I didn't remember that. Did you? I did not, dude. I, I never fixated on who wrote episodes way back then. Now you do. For a number of reasons. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, written by Barons, her first real appearance. And we'll delve deeper into who she was, how you introduce a character like that, and really how it set the stage for something that was going to be far more interesting and far longer running than I think anybody at that time anticipated. So with that, if you guys are interested, again, please head on over to our Patreon page. We have a ton of content for you guys, some of which we're going to be recording here uh, right after this, where we're going to be talking about new final episode updates with new photos and videos and more sex sounds. So if you want that, Ryan's always got you covered. That's my sex sound. Oh, Oh, dude. Sounds like a coffin opening. Yeah. That's why I'm so lucky with the ladies. Was that a door opening? Yeah, that was, that a, was a door. door. It was a hinged coffin. Oh, oh. oh God. All right. You're a bisexual male. Does that do anything no. for you? Oh, no. No, that's, that's horrifying. <laughs> Sounds like there's a corpse coming after me. Maybe there is, dude. You don't know. <laughs> Why would that be good? You don't know, dude. Maybe no. you're into that sort of thing. Sounds like a scooby Doo ghost. You've never met a corpse yet that you might be into. Yet. All right. What's okay. It? With that, we're going to wrap it up here. No one's pledging anything. No, no, no fuck yet yeah of that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you all later. Fuck yeah. You little maggot. 
You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt.